it is Christmas Eve, ladies and gentlemen, or maybe Christmas, that you listen to it. If it's past that time, hey, I need you to listen to these shows, watch these shows a little sooner so you're up to date. But this is the holiday time. We got on, I do see if y'all can see the goat, right? There it is, the goat. He's got his, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here with the bell, like, Santa Claus coming tonight. It's New Year's Eve, or Christmas Eve. We got New Year's Eve next week, Welcome to the TFW Podcast. This is part one of the best of series. We have six categories today. Put them on X. Had a link on YouTube this week. If by chance you missed your opportunity to vote, don't do it again. All right, we are doing part two this upcoming Wednesday on the show. So make sure if you missed your opportunity to vote on these categories, do it we'll probably put them up maybe on like monday or tuesday the actual part two categories all right so follow us on twitter if you haven't that's fnw on youtube that's freaking wrestling it is there for you to consume and to also collaborate and all that kind of good stuff rhodesia ishan yes. i got a question for you guys like i said today is christmas eve santa claus is coming to town tonight coming down that chimney if you guys had one gift that you could ask for from WWE and AEW to have up under that Christmas tree for the following year, what gift would you ask for? From each of them individually? Yes. Or it doesn't matter. Okay. WWE, Mm -hmm. much, much, much cheaper WrestleMania tickets because I think I know how this is about to play out. Um, AEW, it seems like they're actually giving my wish early. It seems like they're kind of clearing house. That's kind of some rumors going out. So just, I guess, stay on the par of, of cleaning house to be the best productive show that you can be. Get new people in there with new insight. Um, so, yeah, they, they gave me, they let me open my present up a little early. Got it. It was like December 22nd here. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been a good girl all year. Go ahead and open right. up one gift. I got yeah. you. I got you. We, we've all seen that before. You know, before I give my answer, I just want to acknowledge a couple of things. You know, the team decided to clean up on today's pod. Got Rhodesia looking beautiful. Matt got his Thank awesome you. sweater on. Got the beer looking extra fresh. And he said, hey, why don't you got a Christmas sweater on? I said, I don't own one. See, I'm I'm a thug from the mean streets of Detroit. We didn't, we didn't do that back in my day. I don't know how to live that way. So apologies for, you know, living that rough lifestyle. But... To uh, answer the question, WWE, I need a Cody run with the World Undisputed Championship. I need that. That's what I need this year under my Christmas tree for AEW. Um, you know, as Rhodesia said, there's some uh, some some shakeups happening in the AEW front office, and uh, it was funny. Um, you know, Matt wrote on Twitter. He said, you know. Uh, there's been some opportunity with the live attendance and things of that nature. I said, you know, there's also been some opportunity with AEW Creative. So I hope that the head of that department is also um, wrapping up this year as well. And we get a new creative team and or head of director for AEW Creative. That would be awesome. Now, if I can get some new creative to make that show coherent and match the wrestling output, it'd be a great year for 2024. I said, and see, also to show you how hood I am. I didn't say 2024. I said mm. 2024. Anywho, uh, mine's is for WWE is let the talent be talented. 
let them do what they need to do. There was word that came out, Samantha Irvin, which is one of the goats when it comes to ring announcing, had to pull back from how she said Chelsea Green because somebody in higher ups decided uh, I think it was too much about her, which it wasn't. It's about putting over the talent. And then Top Dollar gets on X and says that wasn't the first time she was told to not do that with Hit Row and some other people. Let the talent be talent. And you guys have the best talent in the world. Let them, let them do what they got to do. So that's it for WWE. For AEW, uh, and it's kind of like you guys ever had when you were younger, like the the combo gif where it was like the gif and then on the top of that gif is a little small box. Typically it was like batteries or something. Like it was like maybe like a toy car and then the batteries was also wrapped with it. I got So I got like a, a combo gif for AEW that I want. Number one is have the Continental Classic be a roadmap to how to have weekly TV that's important and engaging. They've, they've really done a really nice job over the last two weeks with their TV being focused on things that we care about and, and having matches that matter. And the other one for me, and this is the little small box, is figure out your identity and attack it like hell. Whatever your identity is going to be going for. If you want to be sports-centric, if you want to be over the top, whatever that is, do it and just be singular focused on that. And I think that 2024 will be a great year for AEW. So yeah, like I, I said, a, I got a potentially hot take. Yes. My first bad take actually of the year. I wasn't a fan of the way uh, Samantha said Chelsea Green, to be honest with you. Dang. Well, maybe you were the higher up that shut it down. Probably. Because uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, let, let's get into it. We got six categories. All right. We have six of these bad babies. E, I'm going to throw it to you, of course, to start with best run in. If so, if you guys were not following along on X over the last few days, we have best run in category, which, of course, is the best run in that's happened last year. We have best at getting people to break character. We have biggest surprise of the year. We have best. PLE or pay-per-view of the year. And then we have best storyline of the year. So those are the six categories we'll be doing today. And then I may give you guys a sneak peek on part two of what we're going to be doing at the end of this episode. Isha, I'm going to throw it to you, my good man. Best run-in of the year. Nominees and then the winner via the X poll that we had. All right, guys. So for our first award, running in of the year, we have four nominees. Solo attacks Cody at WrestleMania 31. Carlito, Savio, run in at Backlash 2023. Il, Sky, cash in money in the bank this year. Hangman runs in and saves the elite on Dynamite. Guys, as voted, by the staff and friends and fans of our show. The winner is EO Sky cashing in in Money in the Bank. Very Yay. nice. What was the uh what was the percent on that one? 50%. Wow. 50% Whoa. of our Wow. Friends and fans of the show voted for this specific one. Now guys, I didn't vote for this one. No, I don't not? think I've put added, added as a, a nominee. I think I might have went with uh, the Hangman and the Elite on this one. Okay. And I, I may have done that because I felt like I had to throw AEW bone, but that was actually a very nice moment this year for me from a story standpoint. 
you know, something now that they've been building towards for years, right? They had this the, this animosity towards each other. Finally, Hangman reunites with his friends, reunites with the elite. I thought it was an awesome moment on TV. Rhodesia, lady second. Who did you vote for and why? Um, I went with EO Sky to win, but real quick on the Hangman and to save the elite. That would have been my second. Um, but when EO, first off, when the whole thing went down, it was like, well, Bianca's not about to lose. She's going to win her title back. But she won. We were like, oh, yeah. And then EO comes out and cashes in. Like, it was just like your heart kind of stopped. And you're like, hold on, what all just happened here? Bianca kind of got like robbed again. So it was just so much more emotions and excitement. And we were live there too. So for me, I had to go with EO Sky. But man, the hangman in saving the lead, that was a long time coming. Yeah, I um I have um I did EO. It was time like EO was crowned. And I've been such a huge supporter of EO since NXT and you know, she was on the main roster, uh, you know, the year before at SummerSlam. So it was like a full circle moment for her to be able to get that championship. And she got a major reaction in the building for that. So that was mine. And then what was um so that was fifty percent. Twenty six percent was Carlito and Savio at Backlash which that would have been number one if it wasn't for EO, for me, because we got like a double dip. And for that to be in Puerto Rico and that response and reaction, they for reacted sure. like it was rocking Austin coming out there. So that was excellent. Uh, Solo uh, attacks Cody was 13% in the vote. And then Hangman Says the Elite was actually last at 11%. But far in the way, the two tops were EO and Carlito and Savio, which, which is good business. Good business. And see, I wasn't familiar with Savio, so that probably didn't hit me as much as it probably would have. But for sure, that was just a moment. Just all of Backlash was a moment. So mm -hmm. we'll probably get to that soon. For sure. All righty. Are we ready to go for our next category? Get it on. What you got? <laughs> this was actually one that I was really excited about. I was trying to put over before. We have the best at getting people to break character. So in this category... We've seen it on TV. They do themselves. The talent be talented. And then people break character. So our nominees is Matt Riddle, Tony Storm, Artrizzle, and Tozawa. And coming in by a landslide. 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 Mr. R-Truth. Artrizzle. He led that one with 79% of the vote, um, which of course that's not surprising at all. Next we had Miss Tony Storm coming in at 18%. Thought that'd have been a tiny bit higher. Um, Matt Riddle came in at 3%, so I guess maybe one person voted for him. Um, and then Tazawa actually had 0%. I just knew that he would have, but then someone brought up a point that- Not somebody, If you're in me. that segment- Hit me. <laughs> I brought up that point. <laughs> that if you're in that segment with Tozawa, you probably can already be in a moment of laughter. So, again, breaking character, that wouldn't be the, the case there. But love that category. And, again, truth, you got an award from us. Trizzle. I think we probably, I don't know, but I would say we probably all picked our truth, right? I did not. <laughs> I, went, I went with Tony Storm. Tony okay. Storm has broken everybody that she's had a – uh, promo segment with or interview with since she's been the timeless Tony character from Renee to the other workers to she when she's on commentary 
they break almost every single time she says something. So I went with, with, with Tony. Now, if we were talking, this is before Tony, absolutely. It would have been our truth And if it was last year, it would have been, been uh, Sami Zayn. Sammy. But Sami was all business this year after uh, he turned on uh, the bloodline in January. He wouldn't. It wasn't no break. And I guess what well, Jay still broke a couple of times, but Jay's going to break regardless. He's got a problem with that. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I went with Tony Storm. Yeah, I think I might have um, used a little history with R-Truth as well. But he's just so funny, man. Like, uh, what's your favorite R-Truth like, break moment? For me, it might have been um, years ago when he broke Brock live on TV. Like, and I didn't know that that wasn't scripted until after the fact. And it kind of totally made sense. Um, but when R2 broke Brock on television, I thought that was hilarious. I don't remember that quite well. And I think I might be making this one up. But I think there was something years ago with Truth and Orton in the ring. Might have been even during Tiny Tim days. It was his name. No, Little Timmy. Little Jimmy. Whatever his name was. Little Jimmy. Um, and I think, I think, if I remember correctly, Orton was in there. And Orton had, of course, turned away because he giggled. Um, but, I mean, every time I see Truth, it's hilarious. He breaks me every time. <laughs> Mine was when he was still trying to get into the Money in the Bank match weeks and weeks and weeks after it was over. And he was still talking about it. And I think, yeah, I think, one, I think that, one week yeah. he came out there with a ladder. It's yeah. like, Truth, don't ever change, brother. Don't ever about change. The one with, uh, got, was involved? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's got a new song out, too. So check that out. Uh, his song is actually pretty good, but we yeah. know he's been a rapper for a long and time. And he got some swagger too. So Man, I, I never was into uh, R Truth and his rapping, unfortunately. I might this song you may you may be into because it's not like a, a hardcore hip hop song. He's got some melodies and it's just like hip hop and R. No, no, remember he's hardcore from he's a thug from Detroit. Maybe he won't though. You gotta remember that. That's what no, he said. I'm, about that, I'm about that trick, trick. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all know what I'm talking about up in there. What up, though? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, next up, biggest surprise of the year. Ooh. Yes, right, this guys. one is. <laughs> I think we already know without even giving the the category or the nominees, but it has to be a category, right? Ishan, give us to us, please. All right, guys. Biggest surprise of the year. The nominees are CM Punk returns to WWE. Edge is all elite. Roman Reigns beats Cody Rhodes at a WrestleMania 39. Lastly, Vince selling the WWE. And guys, the winner is with 61% of the votes, <laughs> CM Punk returns to the WWE after almost 10 years. Wow. That was big for me because I don't think I believed it until actually I saw it. Like, right there, kind of, they've been denying it, denying it, denying it, leading up until his actual return. I thought there was no way in hell. I mean, you know, maybe CM Punk had too much baggage. Maybe too much was done that could not be undone. But I forgot that this is the wrestling business. Never say never. And when there's business to be had, you like, as Matt just said, you never say never. So, for me, that was a huge surprise. It was a great moment. What say you, Rhodesia? Even though I, man, I wanted to vote for my favorite wrestler of all time. I just couldn't do it. Um, truthfully, with that one, it was so much rumors. The timing of everything kind of lined up. So when you say biggest surprise, I guess in totality, Punk coming back was a biggest surprise. But just living in the moment, 
I knew in inherent match, I'm all, oh, you know, Punk's coming back and da da da. So to me, it wasn't so much of a surprise. I would have almost said Roman beating Cody because I just knew they was about to give it to Cody. But honestly, I thought they would have to pull WWE from Vince's dead corpse. I would not have thought that he would have sold the company. So I actually voted for Vince selling WWE. And that was that came in third at 14%. So like he said, Punk returns to WWE was 61% of the vote. Roman beating Cody at Mania was 19% of the vote. And then Edge's All Elite is, is 6%. And I, I think if you look at um like the numbers, I think that is I think the people that voted also voted based upon impact of the surprise because you know i'm all about like hey rewind a year ago so if we were sitting here december 24th 2022 and if you take out the cm punk return to wwe because i'm sure there were a ton of people who thought that would never happen nine years ago eight years ago seven years ago six years ago etc cetera, etc cetera. edge is all elite would probably be much much higher sure if we're like hey this time next year edge is in AEW, right you would be like i would have never seen that coming whoa what happened uh, but I get it, because if you look at it from a, a business perspective, everybody just thought Cody was going to beat Roman, even though I've been telling you guys since February what was going to happen there. And then to, to your point, Vince selling WWE. Yeah, I think uh, maybe that wasn't as much of a surprise because he got outed like in July of last year with the sexual allegations and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But if you just look at like <laughs> this year and this we of course, <laughs> you know, we'll talk on. Wednesday's pod is be more of like the like the MVP of the year awards, best match of the year, best promo of the year, like those really really deep. But if you just think, look, if you look about these surprises, this was a hell of a year. Edge is in another another company. Roman beating Cody, Vince selling WWE, and Punk is back in WWE. It's like wow, that, that, <laughs> that's crazy talk. But that's good stuff. So yeah, sixty one percent of the vote um, is Punk back in WWE. But you know you know what, Matt? Uh, I think Vince selling. The company would have been bigger than me maybe like 10 years ago. I just okay. thought it would be a family business. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Just, I just thought it would be something that, you know, Stephanie would continue to always, always be in the family. But over the past couple of years, it seemed like he was trying to sell the business, right? Even before the allegations, it seemed like this was a company that was, you know, hovering around maybe selling to Disney, selling to ESPN, which I guess is under Disney. It just seemed like this was a company that was on sale for whatever reason. And I think it's very interesting still to this day. I would like when Vince comes out with his tell all book, if it ever comes out, I would love okay. to know why, right? Why did he sell the business versus keeping it as a family owned company? Did he not believe his, his kids? can run this business? Did he not want to leave it for them? Or he just said, you know what? This was my thing. I'm done with it. I'm just very interested in his decision-making on that. I, well, I think it was, hey, I'm going to have a hand in selling this business that I created because the family is still running it. H is still running it. You know, so it'd be different if he sold and everybody got kind of just, you know, we, we've seen that happen before. You buy a new company or whatever it is and you bring your own people in. But no, and for the most out, part, Shane's out. And and H is just an employee for the most part. Shane's been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Remember when he went to go start his internet company, he left. We were like, okay. Yep. I just that was like, what, next. 15 years ago. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. Steph is just over it too. I think she was like, my, my daddy nasty. I just want to go home and be a mama. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how that was. <laughs> All right. Um, What is next? We got the finish. Best Let's finish go. of the year. And this one was a much better 
category as far as people's opinions. So, best finish of the year. We have Swerve hanging the hangman, Roaming beating Cody, MJF beating Brian Danielson, and Jey Uso pinning Roman. Mm -hmm. So the winner of this one by 50% is Jey Uso pinning Roman. Easy, easy answer. Easy full, answer. Full, full, full transparency. I did not vote for this one. Not at all. Um, Matt and I had some, some conversation about that, and I can kind of see his point now, but I still stand by my vote. I actually voted for Roman beating Cody. You just um, said you didn't Manian. vote. No I, said I didn't didn't vote. Vote. no, I said I didn't vote for Jey Uso pending Roman. Oh, I thought you said you didn't vote no, at all. No, 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 I, I voted. I voted. And that came in at 22%. That was actually tied was Swerve hanging the hangman. And then last was MJF beating Brian Danson at 6%, which I thought that one was a little bit flawed. That was a pretty great Iron Man match too, but I guess. And it was a way, and, 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 and the finish, mm -hmm. right? Well, the match, it will get to match of the year on Wednesday, yeah. so we won't bring up anything about the match itself. But mm -hmm. the finish and that was, I think this is also because it happened back in March or whatever it was. If you guys remember, that finish was so spectacular because MJF beat Brian. Like, it was just, it was a lot going into it. And then how, it, how they finished it with him cheating and still just being MJF at the end of the day and doing what he needed to do to win, but still showing he could keep up with yep. Brian throughout the entire match. It was, it was a lot of awesome wrestling storytelling in that finish in that match. Eshan, who did you vote for? Uh-oh, it's been some weeks. I know, it's been some weeks. Right now, he's going hard, even though he's on mute. <laughs> yeah, hard you got to respect paint. it, though. No, hard it's been, only, it's been about a month or so. so. <laughs> hard in the paint. <laughs> so, so I went off mute and, me and immediately had to sniffle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, went with uh, Jay beating Roman. I was really surprised by that. Um, I don't know if I even saw it coming. I think we guessed and we kind of thought that might be a good ending to a match, but I didn't expect it to happen because, you know, Roman had been unbeatable. We hadn't seen anybody beat Roman in Correct. 25 years, right? And so we thought that maybe somebody like Solo would take the pin for the team, right? But it actually ended up being Roman. Roman took that pin and he took it clean. Clean, clean, clean. So... That, for me, was huge. But the other uh, nominees were definitely very, very interesting. Um, we're going to talk about that Swerve and Hangman match another day, but that was an awesome finish. Uh, the Iron Roman beating, You know, Roman beating Cody, that was a horrible finish. That was, we need to have another category called the, the worstest <laughs> ever finish of a that match. Was and the then that was the best finish. Best finish. It was definitely the oh best main God. event finish in Mania. Man, I just remember leaving. For sure. I'm really on cloud nine. Man, one like, of the best ooh. spots too. After we got back, um, <laughs> yeah, no, fifty percent is right. And um, when we put this category together, Rudy's actually put that category together, and she didn't have Jay Penn and Roman on there. And I'm like, because we didn't talk, we haven't talked about what we voted for or anything before right now this moment. So I wasn't going to, of course, stooge off that that was my vote, but I'm like, you're forgetting one. And the one you're forgetting is the moment of the year. And it was Jay Uso pinning Roman to East point. Roman hadn't been pinned, I think in three years or two years or whatever it was. And that singular moment on top of another 
piece that we're going to talk about here, I think actually next, with Jay and his ascension of where he's at now is strictly due to that moment. Right? Now, yes, it, it stooged off. He was going to lose at SummerSlam the next month because I'm like, Roman's not taking back-to-back pins. Mm-hmm. That, that's not going to happen. But if anybody should have been the first to pin Roman, title or not, Jay Uso was the right call. So that that was number one. And if it and then if it was like if I had to vote like a number two, my number two would have been Roman pe- uh, beating Cody for sure. And that's strictly because of the trajectory that took Cody on for the rest of the year. Real quick, I which had is interesting. One. You said I what? had one. There was, I had one. And tell me what y'all thought. I thought it was a good finish. Maybe not like the leading up to the sequence and oh my god, you know the, the win itself. But I really enjoyed that um Damian Priest and Bad Bunny match at Backlash. I, I actually thought that maybe again not one this category, mm-hmm. but I want to honorably at least mention that because I think um Bad Bunny, anytime you bring in somebody new, you get Logan Paul. When you get these celebrities, it's almost like okay, you gotta earn your stripes. But I, I Bad Bunny from his entrance to fighting a, a hardcore match I, against Damian Priest. And again, shout out to Damian Priest for putting him over um, and having a wonderful match with him too. But I thought that was a really, a really good one too. Maybe that could have even fell under a match of the year, but I, I like that finish. Definitely a good match, I, good finish. Yeah, and the match was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to your point, outside of that top, because that finish doesn't belong in the top four that we probably went, but say if we went, you know, six or seven yeah. nominees, yeah, I would say so. All right, we are on to best pay-per-view or PLE of the year. Nominees. Let me pull this thing up. If I can find it. There we go. Uh, WWE WrestleMania Night 1. AEW Revolution. AEW All Out. And WWE Backlash. I would say that the one I voted for won pretty handily. (laughs) And that was WrestleMania night one. Top to bottom, one of the best WrestleManias we've ever had, let alone, of course, of the year. If you're, you know, taking out WrestleManias uh, or look at all the other pay-per-views. But that show, we had so much. We had, of course, the crowning of... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as tank taps in the main event. First tag match ever main event. WrestleMania for the, for the titles. We had an incredible match with, who was it? It was Rhea and Rhea Charlotte, right? Rhea and Charlotte, yep. Which they could have easily been last mm-hmm. to go on. They worked like they were the last. They rocked it. If I'm not mistaken, that was also Dom and Ray, correct? On night one. I believe so. Um, I mean, this it, from top to bottom, which is one of the best shows that we've had this year. I think easily, um, but I'll tell you what's interesting. So that one won with 62% of the vote. Number two was Backlash at 28% of the vote. Um, and then AEW Revolution was 5%. AEW All Out was 5%. I do think Revolution probably deserved more votes, but it wasn't better than night one for me of, of WrestleMania. What'd you guys think about the poll results and then what was your guys' answer i'm pretty aligned with what you said i do think revolution needs a little bit more respect on its name um it should have been a little bit higher but overall wrestlemania night one is something that's just 
was perfect. Perfection. Night two was perfection because I was able to put my ones up at the end of the night. But there we go. Put them up. Um, but backlash. It was just an energy about it. Maybe that's just what it was. Maybe it was just an energy about it. And we know when it comes to wrestling, um, movies, music, it's it's the passion and that's made it in that creation and that you can feel it. And it kind of transcends like our normal senses and you just feel it in a different way. So that, that one was a really special one. But again, I did, I voted personally for WrestleMania night one myself, but it would have been backlash if we didn't have WrestleMania one. Yeah, just to make sure I wasn't on mute again. Um, <laughs> I voted for Backlash. Um, to me, the, from an energy perspective, that was like the best crowd I've ever seen on a pay-per-view. Because you think about one of the great things about attending a live event, it's the energy you get from other fans, right? It's the excitement you get, this seeing the wrestlers feed off of that. You know, when you're in live attendance and it's a hot, and you're within a hot crowd, it's nothing like it. It's just like a it's like a utopia. Like it's just great vibes, right? It's just great vibes, it's positive, everybody's high fiving, everyone's it's like a love fest, right? And, and it's great to be in a building sharing your passion, your love for the sport with other people, right? With thousands and thousands of attendants, right? And I felt that same energy at home watching the P of uh, the PLE. And I don't think I've ever felt that from another show. It's like that Puerto Rico crowd energy just was all in the daddy cave that night. And just seeing like the emotion from the wrestlers, like when Selena came out there and she had her whole little um, Puerto Rican flag cape thing. And you can see her fighting back the tears and the crowd just showing her so much love and support to the love that EO Sky got, right? Well, this is that was one of the best reactions she's had from a WWE crowd that I can remember. They turned um, Bianca Hill for one night. Yep. They turned Bianca Hill. They, man, she didn't know what to do either, man. She tried her damages too, but <laughs> man, but just the love and support that they showed um, EO Sky and just, just the passion they showed, even for their dislike of Bianca, if that's what it was, to the main event to win. You know, the live crowd are there in sync rapping Bad Bunny song as he comes out mm, to the ring. That, that was a concert. Like, exactly. It was like a concert mm-hmm. feel, right? I mean, it was like a, a rock star appearance. So for me, and, the, and of course, the storytelling leading up to those shows was great. And that's what it is for me. It's about characters and stories coming to life and getting awesome finishes. And we got that with that show. It just was amazing. Um, WrestleMania uh, night one. I don't even remember what the damn show or the matches were, to be honest with y'all. Like, that fart stain of a finish that we got night two ruined that whole show for me. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what I could tell you about that night one. That, that night one can go to hell for all I care. Mm. Because it was ruined the next night with the worst finish in our history. Um, and so then... The best thing that ever happened to Cody. Uh, yep, and then the worst thing that ever happened to Roman in SmackDown because that storyline and that thing just went downhill ever since he left, so... But you can't say that because you did agree that the best finish of the year was Jey Uso pinning Roman. That happened after WrestleMania. If he would have lost to Cody, that would not have been the best finish. See, so it's the yin and the yang. Yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. I do want to shout out Eric, our guy, Mr. Mom76, a friend of the show, of course. Um, He said Backlash was the best PLE pay-per-view for three reasons. One, the pop EO got from the split, essentially making Bianca the heel, which is hilarious. 
I just we just said that. Number two, Zelina's reaction to the crowd, and then number three, Bad Bunny's entrance. We didn't do a best entrance of the year award because I feel like it would be one hundred percent to zero percent across the board. Bad Bunny had, in my opinion, the best wrestling entrance in the history of professional wrestling that night. Even more and, over Ray Ray or Dominic, I, I wasn't there to see that. Their yes, I was because okay. that was because that that's that's wrestling. Okay. Fantastic entrance. Uh, you could even maybe even put Roman's entrance at Mania up there with the entire band and just that final boss feel of. But if that's wrestling, because I'm so much into music, mm-hmm. I've never seen a crowd react to the music <laughs> like that. We've never heard before. People started singing. Because remember, think about it. At this time, I don't think Cody's whole song was being sung. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody did the whoa, whoa. But we, that really wasn't the thing. You know, like singing the entire lyrics. So for him to come out, which is a his song, right? Like it is right? not Isn't a wrestling something? song. It was banging it is his too. song. And yeah, for that place hard. to go up the way it went up, yeah. oh, yep. man. Jesus. Yeah, like. Wow. It's like it's yes. like when you said it was like a concert, right? It gave yep. you a concert feel on a wrestling show. Um, the vibe on that show was amazing. And like I said, for me to feel that way, I'm not really a I don't really pick up on vibes like that. I kind of actually intentionally shut out things like that. I don't like to be overwhelmed. I, I don't like to get overstimulated. But man, that night I was stimulated, man. I was like on the edge <laughs> of my chair. Stimulated. And if anybody knows me, like that is very rare for me to get that excited in the moment about anything. So that was just a great show. Yep, it was. Very, very, very much so. All right, our last uh, category, right? No, I thought... For today, oh, best oh, yeah, storyline of the year. Best storyline of the year. Let me put this thing up. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Let's see, let's see, let's see. I had it up, and then... You guys talk some money to yourself while I pull it up. Talk some money to yourself. You know, it's funny... So I went uh, to pull my list up as well, and then my, uh-huh. my page blinked out. <laughs> so it's probably the same thing. <laughs> probably happened to you. I do. I do think it's funny. Speaking of, why? Okay, I found it. But uh, I say I keep a screen grab of it. Yeah, Eric also had two write-in categories. So before we get to <laughs> the main event of day one, let's get into his write-in categories. Number one, Eric said, uh, "What was?" Ishan's best excuse for not watching a women's match in 2023 on the podcast. Radija, what do you have for that one? He wanted to eat some food. He wanted to eat some food. I like that. <laughs> Mine's was he was busy uh, modding a video game. Good one too. <laughs> so he couldn't watch. He couldn't watch a women's match. You can't that, vote for your own. E. That, you can't, that you can't actually that actually might be true though. I think that's happened. No shit. I, think, I know. I think, I think <laughs> that's I why we said it. <laughs> get something to eat, and I think I might have been modding the game. Like, okay, this is a good time to go ahead and mod this, this game real quick. Yeah. The second write in category, and E, you can lead with this one. What name did Rhodesia mispronounce the best? And Eric went with when she thought it was a head bunt, B U N T, and not a head butt, B U T T. That's a really good one. I got something different than that. But E, do you have one? What was Rhodesia's? best mispronunciation man uh mr eric and i were on the same page because I, I didn't know his questions but we have a lot of the same answers i thought that the head bunts really surprised me it, this is one of the things where i'm like man i, I thought i knew rhodesia but the more we show, i didn't know too. i didn't know shit 
I'm like, how does she not know what a damn head buddy? Like she had like no idea. And I was really just like, like, I think I was quiet as she was talking. I was, I was just really amazed that she didn't know what a headbutt was. That was no, incredible. I knew what it was. No, she I knew what it was. legit look it up and Google it too. No, I, and actually, and right. I'm actually about to spend some time since we're a little bit um, on time here. If you look it up, the two mm. words separately actually completely describe what I was trying to say here. It was a head and a bunt. That's exactly what it is. You the actual relax, phrase of it, the phrase of it is a head butt. You gotta stop. To me again, what makes no sense at all. So you let's think stop. about it. Let's think about stop. what we're doing here. The actual, the act, what we're doing. We're, our, we're not butting heads. Like it's not my booty against your booty. It's my head against your head. We are bunting against each other. Now I stop. take it. I own it. Head bunt is not a word, but them two separately. And if you go on there, there's like pages and pages and pages of reddit webster's merriam dictionary that talks about how people can put those two words together but it is not a word i made that up so be it what you gonna do well my mine is it's just real quick real quick it's just just amazing this is a word in terms has been around for like thousands of years (laughs) i've been saying it for 39 years (laughs) it makes sense or not (laughs) mine is when she adds s's to things that shouldn't be s's to it that's mine. She does that like weekly. I'm black. Hey, but you know what? I, th- I think that's a. I think that might be a Detroit thing though, because I honestly thought Kroger's was Kroger's forever. But then one day I looked. I'm like, you know what? It actually is just Kroger. Like, if if you guys don't have a a, a um supermarket in your areas, that's funny. Kroger is, is a yeah in your areas. It's a uh, it's a it's a okay. supermarket. But I thought it was Kroger's. Is it, is it, hey, give me this. Another, okay. Is it Myers? Meyer. Meyer. No S. See, unless, you know, unless you're I going to two Myers. of them in the same day because the first one is sold out of something, you ain't going to Myers. You're going to Meyer. But the bad part is I even text with the S on the end, too. So I, I give you that for sure, S's. Um, we ain't going I to got... Outbacks. We ain't going to Red Lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ain't doing none of that, man. Last category. Uh, best storyline of the year. Number one, MJF and Adam Cole's bromance. Number two, Sammy turning on Roman and the bloodline. Number three, Cody's redemption story. And number four, Jey Uso leaving the bloodline. And the winner is by, well, not by 74, but 74% of the vote is Sammy Zayn turning on Roman and the bloodline. Absolutely. There was another one I was really, really close to voting for. But before I get into my stuff, throw it to you two. Uh, thoughts on 74% of the vote? 15% was Jay Uso leaving the bloodline. 11% was MJF and Adam's bromance. This is very surprising. Not one vote for Cody's redemption story. That story. Sorry. I didn't but that's interesting, that. though, because he's super over. Yeah. He's more popular now than he was when he went against Roman and not one vote for his story this year being the best storyline of the year. Now, granted, I think that may speak to the other storylines, but I just I thought that was really, really interesting. So far, that was the only. Besides Tazawa, that was the only uh, nominee that didn't get one vote. Let me address the Cody redemption story. I think probably because the people who probably um, are super high on Cody has felt that this year maybe hasn't been his best. Although I think he's had for him being on this 
pause to get back at Roman. I think they've done a great job with him. So I'm wondering if they're like, well, this I'm mad since he lost against Roman. So kind of forget everything that's happened because everything he's done this year has been for nothing, meaning not for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would disagree with that, but maybe that's how they're feeling to give them like no votes for that. Um, but I went with the MJF and Adam bromance. Um, those first few video packages was some of the best cinematic uh, wrestling mm-hmm. production that I've seen, the emotions. And even to now, yes, people can say the double storyline right now is a little convoluted, but just overall, one, it's been pretty much the whole year, too. Um, but for me, that that hit at emotions, the friendship. This is the first time that MJF ever had a friend. Just all of that wrapped up into one. He went beyond wrestling, and it was about him as a person as well too and he had a, a face turn in there so all of that to me was what i voted for as the best storyline of the year before he starts talking again he's on mute because he is I'll, on mute. yes I'll, I'll retort just say uh yes that was aw's best storyline by far of the year i think that if the storyline would have been over by now or if they would have did a much better job with the devil stuff recently i think that could have possibly been in order of maybe the best storyline of the year. Um, the one I was going to go with was Jay Uso leaving the bloodline. And that was strictly because it gave us that moment of the super kick on Roman. It gave us Ab Money in the Bank, Jay pinning Roman. And then it gave us main event Jay in his full glory as of right now, which is arguably top three over talent in the entire company. But we did our post-show of Royal Rumble, live post-show. And I just remember not even being able to put into words what we just watched (laughs) because it was 28 minutes of no physicality outside of, what, three chair shots and and a beat down after a match where they gave those guys almost an hour between the match of Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns to almost 30 minutes afterwards to tell a story that took Sammy out of here. It led to, you know, night one being tag team main event for the first time in history. Um, And it made that bloodline story without a shadow of a doubt at that point being the best storyline program, however you want to say it, in the history of wrestling for me. So that's why I understand Sammy turned on, on Roman and the bloodline. But that Jay Uso one for me was like, man, that's a really close number two. Well, I was uh, going to say, I, I almost felt like in reviewing this that the bloodline stuff happened like two years ago. Feels like it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it seemed like such so long ago. But I voted for Sammy. And just because I remember the Sammy bloodline stuff was like much CTV. Like, right, I always kind of gauge things based on, like, some of my non-wrestling fan friends, if they watch things. And a lot of them were watching the Bloodline stuff. I remember when Sammy was in the Bloodline, when I was watch SmackDown, my wife, who runs out of the room anytime I turn wrestling on, <laughs> she will literally, you know, because, like, and also, so she wears glasses, but she doesn't wear them in the house for some reason, so she can't see either. So she would walk <laughs> up to the TV, you know, so we got this. 50 something inch TV on the wall. So yeah. she has to get right up to the TV and she has to stand right next to it. Almost like, you know, like a, in a WE segment when the wrestlers are like right up on the TV, stand to an angle. Yeah. Just like, to the, all awkward. To, to like no one shot. does that. Right. Like that's what she's doing when she's watching these bloodline angles. Right. But, and she just stops what she's doing. 
and she watches and she's entertained every single week. It was just must see must see TV. Um, so I voted for that. Guy. I thought it just was it's just must see TV every single Friday. Um, Jay was just a continuation from the, the bloodline because that that storyline itself just was hot. We had kind of wanted to see Jay break out for so mm-hmm. long, and mm-hmm. it finally happened. Um, so that was just a good part too and follow up to the Sammy stuff. But to talk about Cody, my guy Cody, right? I didn't vote for Cody in the story because I feel like the story is still going. And I felt like probably for this year, it kind of went on pause. And especially we got that dud of a finish on night two of WrestleMania, right? So that can't, I can't get a vote for that. But I think his story has been on slow play for a long time. Hopefully, you know, we get that story to ramp back up soon mm-hmm. uh this year um but for me top it had to be bloodline it had to be sammy and jay we're watching smackdown i was like i got a hot take and this is probably a great time to bring it up i don't know if cody beats roman again this year as crazy as that sounds and i'm only i'm only basing that off of what if it's solo that's to take the belt off of roman and that's always been the plan since Solo has been a thing on the main roster. And my reasoning of thinking that on Friday, I was watching him. And they're doing more to protect him than anybody else in the company. I rewind back to going to Wally Mania, WrestleMania weekend, and hearing Taz, or Cass, and um, Shoes just talk about they were told from WWE's PR team, he's not to talk. There is no laughing. There is no breaking character. And Wally Mania is all that is. It is just a party of wrestling and music together. And we're just here to have a good time. It doesn't matter if you're from AEW, WWE, Impact, wherever the case. Everybody can come and everybody belongs and everybody has a great time. So to hear them say that, I'm like, okay. Then you fast forward to this past week, there was a video on Solo's, I don't know if it was on Solo's social media account, but it was found from years ago, where Solo's just acting a fool in a good way. Like, he's just playing around. They scrubbed, or he scrubbed that video from the net, and then he made his social accounts private. That's a lot of work for protecting a personality where we all know this is entertainment. Jay just had an interview a couple weeks ago where he talked about getting back with Jimmy after they had their one-on-one match, hopefully, and continue winning titles. So they're like number one, like in history, in history books, right? Like this is where like, they're supposed to be super duper entrenched in. I hate those guys over there. He also said in the same interview that, Man, like I hit him up on text, like y'all, like y'all main event SmackDown, I'm main event Raw, like our family is like doing it. I just think it's really, really interesting. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I can see a world where it has to be done right, though, that Cody doesn't finish the story again in April. When you said him not finishing the story, and I put my ones up, proceeded to do that. I thought that was purely because Ooh. I want Roman to be Hogan's record. I, I do. I think that's the so, only thing, too. So that's, that is, that's the only way to get there is for him to beat Cody. Um, again, assuming that's what they're going to build for, Cody going at him at Mania. 
I do hope they protect Cody because I do like the guy and I think he is great for business. He fans of him, great for kids. The point about Solo. So I'm just trying to think through like not calling them animals in any way, but when you talk about the head, the head of the, the table, the head of the pack, they're usually the strongest person because if someone wants a challenge, they can now get attacked. You look at Jimmy and Jay, they're what, 10, 12 years older than Solo. So from age alone, does that actually make sense? Absolutely. Solo can be the new tribal chief because he's younger, he's massive, he's huge, and he's dominant. And you would want to, if you're going to give the reins over to somebody, you want to give it over to somebody who you think can hold the fort down for a while. And if you talk about, again, Jimmy and Jay, they're what, 38, 39 years old? I'm not saying that's old at all. But the point is you got Solo who's at 30. He has a much longer time to be able to hold that that title. So I can so see them waiting for Solo. Um, If Cody doesn't win against Roman, this is going to be like, uh, you, you're too young to, to know this, Rhodesia, but this is like, it'll be like Lex Luger and Alexis Press. If he loses, it'd be curtains for him. I think that was Back 93 SummerSlam. Actually, that was at the Palace. So if anybody who wasn't watching wrestling, real quick, uh, Lex, Body Slam, Yokozuna on 4th of July. They did this whole boat thing great. And he went around every city on called Alexis Express. Like, shaking hands, kissing babies. They were trying to make him the next Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. And they figured it didn't work. And the house show matches he had weren't good. They didn't get the reaction. So when they got to the main event of SummerSlam, he won by countout. He hit, he had like a steel plate in his arm. He hit Yokozuna with the steel plate. Yokozuna goes out the ring and then he's just laid there. Count out victory. He celebrated like he won the championship. The faces came out and lifted him up on the shoulders. And that was kind of like the, almost the end of that experiment with Lex Luger. But if you guys hadn't seen that, pull it up on Peacock. But that's, that's what he's talking about. Absolutely. And that's kind of what happened. It's going to be, if, if he doesn't beat him, I think that'd be kind of a stain for him. Number one, and I think he's one of your top guys. You need to protect him. Number two, I'm tired of, of Roman. He but that's not that. the he point. Needs, he needs to. No, no, it's not the point. It's not. It's not. I think that is heel the point. Heat. No, no, it's not heel heat. It's X Pac heat. Like I'm at the point to where I don't want to see him do this anymore. That's heat. No, yeah, no, I, no, but no. I, but no, no, I, but, but he, no, because you're still going to tune in for him. Like, no, 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 no. That's no incorrect. I don't want. I want to tune off. Mm. But on. you're not going to tune that's, Roman that's, Reigns off when he's on TV. Though is what I'm saying. You back in the day when we called that Xbox heat, people said they turned the channel. I said I don't know if they did or not, but they said they turned the channel. So we just anything we just Roman had, does. We just Roman, had a topic you're not going to turn the channel for Roman. We just had a topic about me going to get to eat when women come wrestling, or mm-hmm. me going to my. I got all kinds of shit to do. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like I, I, life is too short for me to sit and do things I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy it. So for me as a fan, the same for me. Like this run, it's not, it needs to. It needs. I'm ready for something else. I'm ready to see an actual champion defend his title more regularly in the show. I think the whole thing is running its course, and I don't think I'm the only person feeling this way. Uh, I don't give a, a flying shit about Hogan's reign. I don't care. I don't know how long he's had it. I don't care. I don't think I'm, I don't think a lot of people care about it either. So, so you, I think they should want, move on from that. So you don't want him to break Hogan's record because he is so close. I don't care. But it's crazy. We're saying he's close. He's nine months away. He's not close. He's close on his his pace of but working again, three matches a year. Who but in our pace, be able to do that? that's like four major pay per views. That ain't and, close at all. And I'm, we, we got, I got to sit through nine months of him defending the title. You know, once, twice. 
twice every six months. You know what I mean? To, to see, to watch a program with no champion representation week after week. Do y'all want to see that for another two years? Oh, no. But I think WWE has enough people at the top that with Roman not being there, I'm perfectly fine. We've come on here and we've said this now for months. Then you have all these people up there. I'm okay with Roman not being there. I think this is probably the best opportunity to have somebody break holding the record because we are so far. Yeah, nine months is a long way from now, but I'm saying in totality, we're closer to that finish line than we are any other time. And to be honest with you, I'm not a, I, I love Hogan back as a kid, but you know, the man turned into a villain to me. Um, but Hogan defended the damn title. I don't know if I would even really respect him breaking the record based on how little and few he defends this championship. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people said. So, you know, when this whole thing started a couple weeks ago, and we can end on, on this, but that's what they kind of said was, yeah, a lot of the title defenses for Hogan was on house shows that we didn't see, but Hogan worked every major pay-per-view. Now, granted, that was only like three or four a year, but they were big deals, and wrestling was completely different. Now, when you have Seth, who is wrestling as many times he is, Cody, I think, wrestled 132 matches or something this year. And, I'm, I'm, and Roman has made it a point to, he's done enough to where he shouldn't be on that part-time schedule. The argument, though, is you can be on a part-time schedule, but just don't hold that belt hostage anymore because I think that if you go to September, okay, now Roman's number one in the in the record books. I'm not sure if that's worth stunning Cody's popularity. Exactly. And Solo, so, they have to, the last thing about Solo, I'm all about Solo, but they... I don't know if they can get him where he needs to be in nine months so he can stand on equal footy um, with a Roman, right? Versus what they can do with Cody right now. But I don't, I don't know in nine months they can still can get to where Cody is to be able to realistically challenge him and look like he can win outside of storyline purpose. One last comment on Cody: Is there any way or any world where we can hold off on Cody and Roman until after September? Yes. And that would be something drastically happening in the Rumble match. He doesn't win it. Something drastically happens in that match. And that's the trajectory he goes on to WrestleMania. And there you go. But if that happens, you need to really make sure that the car and the feel-good moments are through the roof. People have bought tickets for Mania to see Cody win the championship. Yes, man, now you got CM Punk, which is an added bonus. But you're going to need to look at flipping that belt on the Punk. You're going to need to look at, uh, a, like, a Big E return at Royal Rumble. And if he's got a major match, you're looking at Sasha Banks' return. And she's got a major, like, you have to really protect that card for people to not feel like we just got screwed. So, good conversations, good stuff. All right, guys, that is a wrap. Thank you guys again for everyone that participated and voted on the nominees and categories we will put up all of the categories we'll do it on monday i have it on monday so you guys got like 24 hours or so to do the voting and then we will do our year in part two on wednesday appreciate you guys love you have a fantastic christmas merry christmas eve christmas day and we will talk to you guys on wednesday